Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Well, here we are. We're live. Welcome to the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and I am excited to introduce Ebony Roy Jackson to Naked Parent Nation. Let me tell you a little bit about Ebony. She was raised in Brooklyn, New York, finished college to move to Orlando, Florida, was there for about six years, and had her son, Trey who was then diagnosed with autism and sensory processing disorder, which we'll talk more about. And for more support, she relocated to Charlotte, North Carolina. Ebony, thanks so much for being on the show with us today. Thank you. <laughs> did I get that uh, the chronological order right on that? Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> and how are things in North Carolina right now? Beautiful, yeah. Yes. Really good. Mm -hmm. And your son Trey is how old? He is six years old. He is entering first grade starting September. (laughs) Yes. Was kindergarten sort of messed up because of COVID or? We were virtual. I put Trey into extended school year, which he forgets school continuously throughout the school year or the calendar year. So we were virtual from the beginning of the pandemic all the way up until June. (laughs) And was that effective at all or was that more difficult than it was? It was rocky transition. I can say that it was a rocky transition as far as just the sensory aspect of things, getting him to sit down in the seat retention span was maybe five minutes, you know, so getting him to even communicate was not happening at that point. But a big, big, great thing that did happen over the pandemic was actually he did started to speak more. He became more verbal. Really? Yeah. What do you attribute that to? Any just... I guess just being home more. I worked two jobs before COVID, um, between two jobs and him in school and taking him to therapy and him having ABA services at home. It it really wasn't no one-on-one, I guess. Like, you know, as parents, we tend to kind of talk at our children instead of having, (laughs) talking, having conversations with our children. I just noticed that he just responded a whole lot better if I asked him instead of told him, you know. What a concept. Yeah. (laughs) It it it, works. It does. (laughs) So maybe if we can back up just a little bit for our listeners, can you tell me a little bit about when you noticed or somebody else noticed something might be different in his early development? Sure. 
I'm going to say Trey was 11 months. And I flew to New York for a baptism of his. And my best friend, who's his godmother's mom, actually works in exceptional children division in New York. She came to me in confidence and she said, hey, you know, I don't want to say there's anything wrong and I don't want to cause you to worry, but I think you need to look into early intervention. I I mean, new mom, 25 years old, I took it like, what is that? (laughs) Like, what are you trying to tell me? And I come back to Florida, I look into all of these services, get the services and while I'm waiting to get a developmental pediatrician to get a diagnosis, we're still in these services. And Trey turned one and a half and he was diagnosed May of 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Do you remember the feeling when uh, you were asked that question? I mean, was it anger? Was it sadness, fear? Was it, it how dare you? It was more denial. Yeah, it was, I didn't want to face that that might be my reality. You know, like nobody wants to hear anything. Brand new mom, no no future kids, dad, brand new father. So his father also took it hard, just completely in denial. But I felt like if I sat back, I would probably be more mad at myself. Because I had the opportunity and it was always, I didn't notice this before, but it was always said that if you catch it early, you can have a, a better impact on the child's development going forward. So I feel like if I ignored it at 11 months and I ignored it at one and a half, I might not be where I am at six years old. Well, good for you for... <laughs> So, so you're in denial, but you're going to do the legwork just, just because you don't want to be wrong and sitting, <laughs> sitting over on the couch. Uh, right. Right. And wondering why I, I'm only sleeping two hours at night. You know? Right. Right. Which probably still happens early intervention or not sometimes. It, it honestly how it was at one and a half and two and three. It is not like that now at six. I get a full eight hours now. That's Um, good for you. I am open to telling anybody how to do it. (laughs) You got a secret strategy. You got there's There's a regimen to get the eight hours. Give your kids what they need, whether it's autism based or sensory based. What does that mean a little more as an example? Okay, so I always thought that Trey wasn't sleeping based off of autism. This study on sensory, a lot of people don't make the correlation between the two, but the real problem with Trey is not the autism, it's really the sensory. And Mm. the sensory is really what causes him not to really sleep. Like he has a real high sensory input and output. He needs that input constantly, all the time. I put, I had him a bunk bed built. So he's elevated above. He likes to be elevated. So he's high. And I put a hammock 
underneath the bump bed because he likes to swing. I put cool. a climbing wall for the pulling sensation. Like you have to just give your kids what they want. Not everything. I used to be very big on a tablet until I realized the tablet kind of deterred him from wanting to talk. <laughs> I try not to have regrets really in life. I try right. to just learn. Um, but I just had this conversation with my ABA therapist the other day, and we switched way back when because there was all this hype about, you know, full conversations with keyboards. And my son happens to be motivated with technology right. and dropped, lost all of the language that we built had built. And I mm -hmm. believe if we would have just kept going, it would have been slow but it would have kept developing. And now it's absolutely zero words. And I just bring that up for our listeners because right. other people are going to get in that situation. And I don't know the right answer for everybody. If I was going to do it again, I would continue working with the speech. So sorry. I just want no, to bring that up. Fine. Definitely. I, I completely understand because the speech told me to even kind of limit, but ABA used it as a transitional tool. So, you know, you kind of pat yourself on the hand for listening for, to one guy, you know, and then you pat yourself on the other hand for listening to another. But I feel like you got to just listen to your kids, your, your child, your, your children to understand exactly. And I'm not saying to just give in completely to everything but it's a pro and con in learning. Okay, this might work if I do it like this. Let's see if he can last five minutes, kind of like a transitional point in time. That's just how I worked it out, you know. That's awesome. You're the mom. Right. You're the mom. We got to give ourselves more credit than we think sometimes. Yeah, we do. We got to have grace with ourselves for sure. <laughs> and I'm glad you're getting eight hours of sleep. Thank you. <laughs> you know, we got to count our blessings mm -hmm. yeah, we where, do. where we can. Mm -hmm. Okay, so with your godmother's mom, mm -hmm. you, you're kind of catching this early. You're a little in denial, but you're doing the deal. What do those first years look like for you? Are you depressed, angry? Are you confused, scared? Um, everything. Everything? everything i did suffer with anxiety social anxiety i was put on social anxiety medication due to i guess stress i also have caregiver stress because i not only do i take care of my son i am a caregiver for my mom so i carried a lot on me and it was a lot of mixed emotions, for sure. Feeling lost, feeling I don't know where to turn, reading everything under the sun, confusing myself, confusing everybody else, trying to explain my child to other people. You know, just the bout of understanding, in a sense. You know, because that's all we feel when we're trying to have understanding, all those feelings. Right. You know, so that I was... A and, nervous wreck. Yeah, I was a nervous wreck, Chad. Like, yeah, you know, no, I, I feel you. <laughs> so, how about, um, like, were there any aha moments along the way that sort of that, that stand out for you? Let me see an aha moment. 
it would probably be the talking to and not at. I got better responses because in the anger, in the confusion, you find yourself kind of taking your anger and your confusion out on the child because you don't understand. They don't understand. If your child is nonverbal, you probably have a lot of auditory um, sounds coming out. So, you know, I know that sometimes can cause somebody to go a little mad. So just talking to your child, having an understanding that, hey, I'm not where you are, but I understand that you were here and I'm going to be here when you get out of it. <laughs> you right. know, like, I'm going to be here. I'll hold your hand. We're going to sit in the middle of the street for as long as you need to. That was not fighting it. As parents, I can truly say that we don't know how to just let control go and sit back and observe and then react. As the parent, we just want our child to, I'm the parent. You need to listen. You yeah. need to you know what I mean? But that was my true aha moment. I actually caused myself harm. I got um, a pinched nerve from constantly pulling. He, my tray used to like to drop. So imagine holding his hand and him just hitting the floor. Mm-hmm. Constantly yanking, yanking, and yanking. And weight just... Exactly. And I had to learn, look, am I going to hurt myself or am I just going to be patient enough <laughs> to wait? Wait it out. Yeah. I know it's so hard as adults. Like, it's so hard to just be patient. But honestly, our kids can't be patient with how they're feeling. We can at least show some type of compassion with that. That was the true aha moment. Like, oh, I didn't have to hurt myself all this time. If I would have just listened at the fact that maybe he didn't want to go into the supermarket. Maybe he wanted to go straight home. Maybe he wanted to go to the park before we went to the supermarket. Maybe I changed his routine. I didn't make him aware of it. That's the aha moment for me. So, yeah. That's a great one. <laughs> and I have to tell you, this is, you know, for my son, with regards to showers, that mm-hmm. auditory sound that he makes at such a high pitch in the morning would like, in the wrong headspace for me, would get, I would be so stressed out mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of angers that first reaction that I would, I went, I started going in with the noise canceling headphones to shower him, which was not, you know, I want to be more connected with my son than that, but that I needed that so that I didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, get get upset Mm -hmm. until I could, you know, kind of uh, get grow emotionally myself. Right. Right. And that's all it takes. I feel like, I don't think I would be having this conversation with you if I, it, and take the emotional growth, you know, because it's different parenting. So nobody gives you a manual for this. Nobody tells you no hey, your kid's gonna be singing until they blew in the face, and there's nothing you could possibly do <laughs> <laughs> to stop it. And to what you just said about showering your son, Trey used to do the same thing, and I used to be in there hollering with him. <laughs> oh, really? That's funny. I don't know how many times we would say, stop, you know, making that sound or whatever. And it's, it's right. like, Chad, mm-hmm. saying stop making that sound is only making you more stressed out because it's yeah. not, you know, he's not like not stopping because you didn't say it. You know what I mean? Right. Definitely. And that's now you got to go back to Chad, like, 
all right, do I feel like being stressed today or do I just need to sing? Maybe you need to get some of that off of you. Yeah. That's, you know, hey, you singing today? Okay, let me sing with you and hit that high note, Chad. <laughs> I, I got to swing for it. I mean, my kids are my greatest teachers. I mean, I never would have predicted this. I mean, I'm right. sure we share a lot there, but I mean, it's really letting me know where I'm not emotionally developed. Totally big mirror. Full-size so, mirror. <laughs> yes. Yes. What's one of the most difficult moments that you've had on the journey? <sighs> well, I'm kind of still in my most difficult. And my most difficult is probably just the... At first, it was the sleeping. Then it became the eating. It's a different, worse parts of the journey for me. I guess the potty training aspect, because he cannot verbally tell me what's happening in his moment. And then the food aspect for the simple fact that since he has a limited diet of five foods, he is now causing himself gastrointestinal problems, you know? So these are really the biggest main parts of where I'm at right now. And for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit more about the five foods and what that means? So when Trey was diagnosed, he had a palate of 25 foods. So he ate 25 foods, not at once, but that was his category. Now at the age of six, he's only limited to five foods on his palate. The sensory has completely taken over. As far as texture, the input it gives to him, which correlates into self-care, brushing of the teeth, just it all kind of correlates into each other. So where Trey would have a favorite five food for five days, I've done brought five weeks of it. Trey might not like it on the sixth day, you know, wow. so it's just that portion of it. That would be my hardest and the potty training. It's just the understanding and the patience. It's a lot of, I started potty training Trey at two. We're six and he's still in pull-ups. And yeah. it is a constant reminder. Do not take your sensory, you know, for granted. Because <laughs> unfortunately we have these able bodies, these exceptional children that can't, distinguish between their sensories that's really my hardship on this journey is the the sensory input aspect of things it's been a journey for sure not yeah. not so much the autism just the sensory so how is the potty training going i mean is there is he on to something or does it seem some days like there's not like we're not even at the starting line so we're at the starting line we're probably uh at the midway mark, the fluid aspect of things, but as far as the solid aspect of things, we're just not there yet. Yeah, that's a different sport. <laughs> exactly. And it's I feel like I've done all the reading, Chad. Like I've tried everything and something clicked in me and was like, he's just gonna go when he's ready. I can put him without underwear with, I can have him free balling and there's no guarantee he's going to make it to the potty. <laughs> we have to connect with one another because nobody else on the planet would be laughing 
with each other over something like that's all we can do is I mean, you know, I hear it all the time. Take the boy out of the diapers, sit the boy on the potty. I I hear it all the time and I nicely just respond, your parenting and my parenting out of the ballpark. I'm so sorry to say it to you. I wish it was the same, but unfortunately, and fortunately, because it taught me a lot, fortunately, it's not. You know, like I'm grateful for where we are. <laughs> We're just not at this finish line yet. And that's, you know, some people don't like that response. And some people say, you know what, you're right. I don't know if that could be me. I don't know if that's me. I don't know if I could deal with changing a six-year-old's diaper. <laughs> well, I'll put, I'll put Trey on my intention board. I got, you know, along with my own kids yeah. and many others. It's definitely, I mean, that is such a heavy-duty one. I mean, just I have a lot of empathy for you on that. And just as, as they get bigger and they get older and it just... Oh, man. And now it's starting you know? to stink and it's not baby, you know, baby bowels yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's starting to get too adult. And I'm like, I don't want to do this, but I yeah. love you. <laughs> so I'm going to do this. You know, I don't know if this is helpful for anybody, but I don't I take and put them right in the shower and take the diaper off in the shower and then have the little genie thing. So I'm not really using wipes kind of anymore. And then have gloves and stuff. I just like trying to hold legs and stuff as it's getting bigger. That just wasn't, right. do you do anything unique or? or? Uh, not unique. Honestly, I sit, him on the, I sit him on the potty. When he goes in the diaper, I'm, I say I make him, you know, touch it touch the diaper, pat his, you know, his bottom and say boo-boo. Yeah. And we go to the potty and I say the boo-boo goes in the potty and I show him and I have him flush the potty as if he went boo-boo in the potty. And oh, another cool. thing is he likes water. A lot of our children like the water intake. So he's washing his hands longer than you would probably have them wash their hands if they were you know, any other kid, um, and just playing and getting that sense, you know, that sensory input, the soap, you know, I'm just having him. He likes to make faces in the mirror. So I let him do all the faces. I might join in, pop in, do the faces yeah. with him. <laughs> you know? That's right. Just make it fun. Like, hey, I'm in your world too, because I noticed that a lot of children, they really escape. They are completely not of this being they are in their own world what you say is irrelevant to what's happening in their world you know so that's just what i follow i gotta think outside the box does trey want you to meet him in his world or does he do you get any sense for that i only enter his world when he's been in it too long and i notice that when he's too quiet when he's too quiet if he's on a tablet and it's I didn't put like a time frame for it, I need to enter your world. You need to come and be more active. Maybe we need to read a book. Maybe we need to, because it takes them so long to come out of that world. That's a great point. You know what I mean? It takes them so long. It takes just like a meltdown. If you don't catch it at its peak, you got to go through the meltdown with them 
and then you gotta kind of soothe them out of it. You know, I kind of just catch him. Hey, you've been quiet too long. Let's go outside and blow some bubbles. I like that being <laughs> conscious of where that they don't go too far into that isolation. Yeah, because the world already is isolating them. They already have a understanding of where they should be. Why keep them there? I'm with you. I like that. So we got diagnosis. We're probably in less denial than we were at, at 11 months. We're sitting on the potty, and then we're making faces after in the mirror. Is there something besides what we talked about that you're working on? What's next? What's like, what are you excited about? I'm just really honestly excited about the growth because I like to say this a lot to my students as well as myself. They always count the underdog out. They always telling us what we cannot do. You see what I'm saying? And I've heard that so many times. I've been to every single doctor in Charlotte that told me Trey would possibly not talk ever. Okay. And I'm pretty much living proof <laughs> that we are now talking and singing morning songs and uh, you know, requesting and saying bye and saying I love uh, you and just things like that. Like do take don't settle where you are or don't settle for people's words because people they don't know. This is they they're not know. living it. Yeah, this is not their life. You wake up and you go to sleep with these people, with these kids, with these children. They don't know. They're just saying something so they can say something. <laughs> so it sounds like they are helpful or supportive. But And they might be. Don't you know? get me wrong. But don't count yourself out. Everybody's the underdog somewhere. We have to advocate for our kids, especially in these situations. And good yeah. job, Mama. That's a... Uh... That's one of the things I want Naked Parent Nation to hear. It's like those getting an inspiration from you to like push forward in whatever area that is, mm -hmm. because we've all been at, at a should we or should we just not go there, you know, type thing. Mm -hmm. And you got to trust your your parenting instincts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you got to I feel like even if you don't know how to be a parent, step out of yourself for a minute. Would you want it done for you? Right. That's the real question. That's a would great, that's it, a great. Would you want it done for you? Now, how would you feel if you knew you had something going on and your parents just sat back? Yeah. Then give you a chance. Yeah, then give you a chance at that life that you possibly could have had. And I get it. It is a very long journey, Chad. It is a footpath. I leave pebbles behind me. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to be going down some road <laughs> sooner yes. or later. I hear, I understand how parents can take this as an ending. You know, yeah. it's traumatizing in a sense. It's traumatizing. And don't get me started on trauma, you know? <laughs> All right. I do want to talk about what you do for you. How do you care for yourself? Does whatever you do or whatever you're not doing benefit you? Or tell me about how you care for yourself. My self-care starts in my yoga journey. So funny, my yoga journey is as old as Trey. Really? <laughs> so, yeah, um, it found me in a postmortem depression. 
aspect and then from that it it you know did that route and then it carried over into oh you might want to look into early ventions and then from the early ventions it carried me to the diagnosis and it carried me it's been carrying me since through the diagnosis i am also a self-care ambassador and i am very big on myself and i mean myself meaning how i feel what makes me feel happy what brings me joy what excites me besides my children and my you know my wife and my mom and my immediate family what is going to bring me infinite joy honestly and then mm. i i breathe i do a lot of breath work that's also something that eliminates anxiety which i told you i have social anxiety it eliminates pretty much everything it is the life force <laughs> and if you don't know how to breathe honestly chad you don't know how to live <laughs> yes well i tell you what i'm working on it every day a little by little finally mm-hmm. i've been telling myself to do this for 30 years and i finally have a, a practice a consistent practice yeah it's changing my life and i don't even really understand how it's changing my life i've got it i can feel it Mm-hmm. It's, it's me, your life force. Yeah, it's your life force. You can't do anything without your breath. Right. A few years ago, I mean, if you asked me to to sit quiet for thirty seconds, I mean, that would have been something mean that you would try and do to me. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be so hard to just yeah, because life is happening to us, not for us. <laughs> That's a true statement. It's happening to us. We are, and it's so funny when I talk about breath because we are living this life inhalation we don't know how to exhale <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that's funny we don't, we don't know how to just let it go <laughs> we all know chips on our shoulders we all do we don't know how to just okay this doesn't serve me anymore and let just it let go. it mm-hmm. let we it don't go. know how to do that as humans that's just how we're programmed and then we become parents and then we see all the other parents being programmed and just living not living, but just existing, you know? So just finding a personal practice. I don't care if it's painting, arts and crafts, dancing in your front yard. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever yes. brings you happiness, taking a bath, loving yourself on Sunday and, and not doing any office work, you know, saying no to that neighbor that wants to come over and visit. <laughs> yes. Things like that, yeah. I'm with you on that. I feel for the parents that that feel like they can't take that time because they feel like they their child needs that time. I hope that they maybe see a different light someday because... Yeah, you have to take that time. If you don't take the time for yourself, what time and energy are you going to give to your children? Personally, I didn't know how emotionally unwell... I would be the me that goes out and has my meditation practice and then does my physical activity after that, does my prayer, my gratitude journal versus the one that doesn't do that is like two different people. I mean, Mm -hmm. one could be on his way to jail pretty much. And, you know, the other one is like walking (laughs) hand in hand in the park with the kids throwing rose petals right for the, the ducks. I can truly say, yeah, that it, you don't know who you are until your child actually questions who you are. 
who you show up to people is not who you showing up for. You right. can't show up like that because I noticed that, and this is just tapping into my work and that's energy as well. If your energy isn't well, your child picks up on that energy and that's where you get the emotional breakdowns and that's where you get the you know auditory vocals and that's where you get all the pushback because you ain't well. <laughs> you're yeah. over here in yourself. Yeah. You're feeling all of that. And now you're lashing and, you you know, you're just lashing out, lashing out. Well, why won't you sit down and or why won't you, you know, you can't do that. They pick up on all of that. All of that. If you just cleanse your energy, if you're not in the right space, I take 15 minutes in the garage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hide away. I used to hide in the bathroom. <laughs> like, yeah. Take that minute, take those seconds for yourself, because if you don't, you have nothing to give to your children, nothing at all, except that depleted cup. Yeah. Well, we may have to have a conversation about this down the road. I sort of have a little dreamy kind of vision of some sort of yoga practice that we're able to do through video. We're like Naked Parent Mm -hmm. Nation can kind of come together, you know, similar like-minded people. Definitely. If you have a suggestion for me on how we can uh, get that going, because I just feel like it checks so many of the boxes of things that I need to do. Um, I mean, I like have my, you know, but it has like all the different, like I, I need to do a lot of things to stay well. I don't know if it's always been that way or not, yeah. but like nowadays, I you need don't to do notice you shedding. We don't notice the layers. We're all onions. Uh-huh. And right now, Chad, I don't. You know, in my thirty-two years old, I am healing my ten-year-old self. You know, like nobody is primitive to the work. Nobody knows that there's really work you have to do. Yeah. Because we're so, like I said, we're so used to existing. We're so used to seeing it on TV. This is the perfect family. We're so used to seeing our mothers and our fathers. This is the perfect family. But in that family is generational trauma that we carry on. Let's not talk about that because it's trauma within trauma within trauma that we're unfolding. That This journey is never done. Just like a parenting journey is never done. You know what I mean? Like it, it just correlates. And if you put it as one instead of having it as two separate aspects of your life imagine what you can do yeah well hey for all those listening out there look at the perfect family that's what we're representing today the, <laughs> the perfect family there's right. two families on right now <laughs> anything on the horizon that you want to add to your sort of uh well-being program is there something that you've been wanting to do for a while or anything like that i actually want to carry this into my parents and my exceptional children i want to bring parents and children together oh cool i want to make that connection happen because it is lacked like i said it is lacked across the board it might not be lacked in all families but just to have a area and a safe space for parents to come and it may not be a all-inclusive class you may some people might want to have a one-on-one which is fine because you know every child is different on the spectrum that is really my focus bringing yoga bringing breath to our exceptional children 
opening that atmosphere. And I'm not saying just for asana base or for pranayama base, which is breath work, just that is going to teach the parent how to assist awesome. and have the patience to receive them wherever they are. I can't wait. I want to hear. Hopefully you'll share more with me as you uh, continue this journey. I would definitely. Love, to hear, love to hear more about it. Definitely. I definitely will shoot you all the information when that is built. And <laughs> we can definitely correlate, make it podcast, make it parent podcast for sure. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So how about um, like speed round questions like one word to one sentence answers i got a few questions i like to sort of zip through and see how they flow okay. are you down for that sure you're with it all right so what's the best advice you have received you said it <laughs> chad and previously in that is you are the student the parent is the student uh, we don't know nothing we clueless. We didn't yes. get no manual. <laughs> we didn't get a pre-work guide. We didn't get anything. And your child is your complete teacher. <laughs> yes. All That's right. It. Good answer. <laughs> Share a personal habit that contributes to your success. Taking personal time. <laughs> yes. Taking a walk, taking a drive, having a sip of tea, listening to waterfall in your headphones whatever brings you complete and utter calmness yes do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents my top resource is your child and my second top resource is i love this book i'm sorry oh well this correlates autism as well but this has been what I've dived into, I pretty much have read this book maybe five times. I'm in and out, and I always find something very useful. And it is the Outer Sync Child. There's a one and a uh, one, two, and a three series. And just doing your research, whether that is an IEP, you might want to take some classes on that or just doing the footwork, like you said, Chad, just finding as much information to better assist your child in this journey. Thanks for that recommendation. What's one thing you think will improve your life if you did it, had it? What's one thing that'll improve your life? The work. The work. That's, yeah, just the work. Whatever that work may mean to you or me, just, just doing the work, Chad, honestly, like I wish there was a better description for it, but I kind of feel you know what I'm saying in that aspect and I just do. diving, having taking a complete deep dive, because I feel like if you don't look at yourself, there's no room to even be able to see your child. Do the honestly. work. I mean, for me, I also translated that. I mean, it, it gets overwhelming and sometimes I just need to show up and just do the work, not judge myself as to how well I did the work or anything. Just put those reps in, chop wood, carry water, pat myself on the back, you know, day well done, rather than screw this and it's go easy. make a bad, bad decision. Yeah. I need to break, you know, mm -hmm. and then next thing you know, everything's all haywire. 
Right, exactly. And we don't take breaks. We're not graceful with ourselves and we got to be our own support system. Like, that's another thing. Can't really depend on someone who is not living this life. Yeah. Completely and being okay with that. You know what I mean? Like, just having a complete and utter understanding that, hey, I'm losing everybody I once loved because they are not living my life. They are not raising my child. They are not losing sleep. They are still buying diapers. You know, I'm still buying diapers. They're not. You know, yeah. just different scenarios and taking having grace with yourself. It's really all about yourself. We got to be good vessels in order to breed and raise good vessels. I have so appreciated the time that you've given. And we're going to just wrap it up with one more piece of guidance, which you may have already said. But if you were to share guidance with Naked Parent Nation, what comes to mind for you? Every day is heavy. Put it down. Drop Put it rock. down. Drop it. It's weighing you down. Get the rocks out your pockets. If it doesn't bring you happiness, it doesn't belong. That's just it. If it doesn't bring healthy relations for your children, it doesn't belong. It doesn't make you sleep at night. It doesn't belong there, whether it's a job, you know, because a lot of people don't want to let go of their jobs, right. whether it's whatever. Life is going to throw you a lot of lemons. How you going to make some lemonade with it is the real question, honestly. Let it, That's let awesome. It Do we need to be giving um, people in your area some kind of information as to where they do yoga with you or is that not the thing sure um my instagram is underscore pariah p-a-r-i-a-h guru <laughs> at instagram so you can definitely look on me there um you can send me a dm i am willing to talk about yoga whether it's you need some help with your children and their autism needs or their sensory needs or just some creative ideas on how you can better assist or come out of your box for your child, I am all here for it. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that, uh, are you comfortable if we put that in the show notes? Um, sure. That address? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just have to tell you that your smile is it's contagious and so, you may be hiding some of the challenges you're facing, but I, you've lifted my spirits by having Thank this you. conversation today. I appreciate you taking the time and I would love to connect down the road and sort of get updated on how things are going. Definitely, Chad. I just want to take the time out and thank you because we ran into a couple of technical difficulties, but yes. thank you for giving and building this platform. This is going to bring a lot of light to this, to everyone, actually. And I just want to say thank you so much, honestly. Well, that's great. I appreciate that. No problem. All right. Well, I wish you all the best. And to Naked Parent Nation, I know you enjoyed this conversation with Ebony and wish everybody peace, happiness, peace. love. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Take care. Take care. 
This concludes our show for today, and I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. <laughs>